0: Well, good morning, Carpenter's Way. As, uh, as it's been rumored, I am Craig Cole. I'm one of the elders here. And uh, as my colleagues like to tease me, I am the elderly or the eldest elder. So uh, I don't know if that's going to be good or bad. And uh, I, I just want to share with you uh, of kind of what God has laid on my heart about uh, today and one of the things that uh, I was thinking as I came up here, I said, Well, you know, there's two different services. So people in the first service are usually the brave and smart people. So you can reach around, kind of pat yourself on the back, and you say, Well, why are you smart? It's because I have a definite time limit. I cannot go on and on and on. You can, at some point, I'll have to let you go. So you're, you're smart for being here early but you are brave because uh, usually the second time that you go through this, it'll be better than the first. So you're gonna get uh, a little bit of both, so we'll see what's gonna happen. So Barbara, if you'll throw that uh, first thing up there, I wanna show you a couple of pictures first, and then I want you to keep these pictures in your mind as we kind of uh, go through the scripture today. So can anybody tell me what that is? I don't mean what the picture is, but what art form that might be. It's a mosaic. So what is a mosaic? Well, the definition of mosaic is a decoration made by inlaying pieces of small, variously colored material to form a picture or a pattern. So this particular mosaic, I actually took a picture of. It's at a, um, a Normandy Battlefield Cemetery And this was done by the people of France as kind of a thank you to the American soldiers that came and liberated uh, France during World War II. But if you look at it, the reason that I chose it, obviously, is if you look at it, you're gonna see all of the little pieces. Each one of those little pieces had to be placed perfectly in its spot. And it's all held together. This is actually on the roof on the ceiling uh, of this particular pavilion. So they all had to be put in place one at a time, which is, uh, if you can imagine, I don't know how many little tiles there are, but there's a lot. It was a lot of work. The artist had to actually think about this and then put everything in its proper place. Let me show you another example. Barbara, if you would. Now this particular uh, window right here probably doesn't exist in this form anymore. This is one of the, uh, the big window in uh, Notre Dame Cathedral in uh, Paris. They just had a fire during this last year, and so a lot of these particular ones were damaged. But this is another example of a mosaic right here. Instead of using little bits of stone or tile, they're using what? Colored glass. And again, they're all held together. Uh, These little cuts of colored glass are all held together. And they're put together so that each one of them tells a little story. So as we kind of go through the scripture today, I want you to kind of keep these two pictures in your head and think about that as we kind of uh, work our way through that. Now, if you have your Bibles with you or your electronic uh, device, Open to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to begin in verse 12 of chapter 12. And so, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the body of Christ, or the church, is what we what, what what we would say today. But I think I need to give you just a little bit of background uh, on exactly uh, the church in Corinth and kind of what the city was like. Uh, it was... Uh, how should I say this? Corinth was kind of a, uh, a big, sprawling urban town. There was a lot of business that was happening. There were people from all over the Roman Empire came through this. It was kind of halfway between the east and the west. So let's just say that there were people from all over the Roman Empire there. There was a lot of money. Uh, there was a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of different types of people, a lot of different kind of money. Uh, materialism was very important. It's kind of like, you know, today, whoever has the most stuff. That was very, very important. It was a growing, flourishing place. There was a lot, a lot going on. But there was also, uh, in fact, a lot of the Greek and Roman playwrights of the time. Uh, if you if you told someone you were from Corinth, that was kind of like... Um, Uh, How do I want to say this? That was kind of like, or or let me just put it this way. If you said someone was a Corinthian girl, you were basically calling her a loose, immoral woman. So Corinth did not necessarily have the greatest moral reputation of the time, as well as it did not, uh, it had all this other stuff going on. And in the middle of all this, uh, God came to town and established a church And so Paul was writing a letter to to this church and he was trying to help them understand exactly what uh, this Christian life was like. And he was trying to kind of help them, uh, uh, teach them a few things and kind of correct a few things that they were doing wrong and kind of encourage them to kind of keep going in the faith. So we're going to look at these uh, verses right here. And then we'll try to draw just a, uh, I'm going to try to draw a few things out of, uh, uh, out of here that we can look at. Now, the great thing about scripture that we know is that we can read passages of scripture and we're going to get many things from it. God opens our eyes and puts things on our heart. So I'm going I'm to share with you a few things that I think and just keep in the back of your mind that idea of a mosaic, Okay. So, let's look at verse 12 right here. It says, Just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. So, Paul's writing and he's talking to them, and he's reminding them of where they've come from. He said, you are pieces of the, of the world drawn from all over. Some of you are here on business. Some of you are born here. Some of you just kind of wandered in. Uh, but it doesn't matter what your ethnic, your racial, your cultural, your social, your national, your economic, or any of those other uh, categories you might fall into, uh, it doesn 't matter which one of those you fall into, God has called you to be part of this body, and so, what are we held together by we 're held together by the Spirit. so if we were trying if you were trying to look at this today and uh, come up with an organization that would be similar i couldn 't come up with one why because when when we as people get together we immediately start dividing ourselves. We immediately kind of get with our groups, right? So if you think about it, uh, sometimes what? All the old people hang around together, all the young people hang around. Why is that? Because we're comfortable with our groups. But in Christ, no matter what our background is, no matter what our station in life is, no matter what our economic process is, Processes are what? We're all in this room together. And so Paul is reminding them that no matter where they come from, it's not about where you came from, it's who you are now. And just like if you're a part of Carpenter's Way now, you're held together by that Spirit. You're all part of one body. So remember that. Humanly, this can't work, but with Christ, it can. So when we look at the church, what we should see is basically a picture of unity from many points of diversity, and it's always held together by God's Holy Spirit. All right, let's read a little bit more. Verse 14, for the body does not consist of one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. if all were a single member, where would the body be? So when we look at this, we see that God has, the diversity that God has put together is intentional. He didn't bring all the like people together because that would work, but he brought all these different people together because together we can achieve more than apart. A lot of times when we think about ourselves or we get by ourselves, we're very one-dimensional. We have, we have strengths and weaknesses, and we get too focused on ourselves, what we can do or what we can't do. And uh, by looking at, by being part of a bigger body, we're able to do more thing. God skillfully puts together the different parts of the body that needs to function properly for his purpose and his glory. So that the reason that, I can look around, why is Wacy here? Why is Joel here? You know, why, why, are, why are the rest of you here? Well, if you're part of this body, it's because God has brought you here. God has put you here. God has purpose for you here. So think about that. All right, let's go on to a little bit more. As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor and our, unpre- our unrepresentable our unpresentable parts, I'll get that out eventually, are treated with greater modesty. Which are more presentable parts do not require, but God has composed the body, giving greater honor to the the part that lacked it. There may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care one for another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ individually and members of it. So the the point of this, as I see this part, is we need each other. God has put us together, and he's put us together for a purpose. Now, you might not be up here speaking, and I'm thankful that I only have to do this once in a while, but God has something for you to do all the time. If you think about it, whether you're visible, like Jason is up here every week, or whether you're someone that works behind the scenes, so to speak, and I always think about the people down in the, uh, that work with the children, they're kind of hidden to us in here, but they perform a valuable service, right? Uh, it's one of those things that we don't think about. If you think about your body, uh, there are some of the parts that you don't see that are very important. Does anybody, well, we have doctors and medical people in here, so they, someone will know this answer. But the three smallest bones in the body, does anybody know what they are or where they are? They're in your ear, yes. And without those three bones, guess what? You don't hear. So some of you sitting in here, you may feel like those three smallest bones. But guess what? Without you, we don't function properly. We can't hear. We can't see. And if you'll notice, like the scripture was talking about, we're not all all a bunch of eyes. We're not all a bunch of ears. We're not all a bunch of feet. That That would be weird to begin with just see a big foot walking around, but uh, we are, uh, we're all, we all have different functions, we're all connected, and we must care for each other. Now, if you don't think that it's important, I want you to think about uh, the last time you were walking around and you stepped on something, a splinter, you got a splinter in your foot. Guess what? I did that not long ago, and so I'm walking around like this, until my wife gets home because I couldn't bend my leg around far enough to be able to get the splinter out. And even if I could have bent my leg around, I probably couldn't have seen the splinter anyway. So this is, this is old people problems. You'll, you'll get to them. So when she got home, I was like, ah, oh, like my whole day was, was terrible because I couldn't walk on that because of that one tiny little sliver of wood that was stuck in there. So when, I, when that one little part was hurting, all of me was hurting, and so it was uh, uh, for the good, as you might say, we 're all connected to each other, we 've got to care for each other, we 've got to take care of each other. We share when we, uh, we share our hurts, we share our, our happiness, we share our honors and our excitement. In fact, I was thinking about this if uh, uh, I enjoy running i 'm not very i 'm not very good at it, but I do enjoy doing it and I was thinking of the Olympics, which may happen this summer or may not, who knows, but I was thinking about the Olympics this summer and how when the runner is runs the race and wins they just, they don 't just show a picture of his leg or his foot on the uh, on the stand, do they, but they show what the whole athlete is up there, and they put the the metal around his neck. So it's kind of the same with us. Just because uh, one part, uh, one, when one part gets honored, all of us gets honored. It's not just a one thing. Remember now, I t- asked you in the beginning to remember about those particular mosaics that you saw. So how does all this fit together? And I hope I can make this uh, kind of connect for you. God is the craftsman that puts in place, puts us in place to do our part in the picture. The one thing, a couple things that I, uh, that I want you to think about, don't deny your value in the body. In other words, some of you think that, well, I'm not really that important. I just show up here occasionally. I don't really do that much. But let me tell you, God has put you here for a purpose. If you're part of this body, if you are... If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you have joined this body, then you are not here by accident. You have a purpose and you need to find out what that purpose is and do it. God chose to put you here. If he chose to put you here, he doesn't just put people somewhere for no reason. You're there for a purpose. All right, let's look at uh, some things maybe that you can take away with you uh, today. So let's let's look at a couple of things right here. Number one, remember this. The church is a picture of unity from points of diversity. It's always held together by God's Holy Spirit in each of us. Take that one home with you. Number two, God skillfully puts together the different parts that the body needs to function properly for his purpose and his glory. That means us. We're all here to serve his purpose and his glory. And if you're here and you're not doing that, you need to think about that. Number three, we need each other. There is no properly functioning church without uh, all its parts. So I want you to think about that. If you were standing up here right now and uh, I took your feet away, what would happen? I would fall over, wouldn't I? I mean, that's kind of obvious. I need that part. I also need those little bones in my ear, right? So I can hear. I also need those weak parts like the eye. And it takes all of us to function properly. And number four, do your part, whatever it is. Be a part of the picture. Barbara, will you put up that first slide again for me? If we were to take all of the blue tiles out of there, what would happen to the picture? You might just be one of those blue tiles in the church. But without that blue tile, guess what? We don't have the picture. The whole picture's not there. People can't, or it's harder to see Christ in the church without you being there. So think about that. Well, that's all that I have for you today, except I want to talk to you a little bit as an elder. So I hope that what we've shared with you today uh, will give you cause to think a little bit. It will give you a little reason to uh, evaluate where you are in the church. There's a lot of things that are going on right now, and it's important that you be a part of what's happening here. All right. You've survived the hard part. Now, as an elder, I want to communicate some things to you. Uh, I know people are, are very impatient, or not impatient, that's not the right word, They're very anxious to get a new pastor. Believe me, I was hoping they would find one last week so I wouldn't have to be here this week. But uh, as you know, it's a process, and it's not one that we want to rush. So during this time, what is your part? Keep praying. Pray for your elders, pray for the staff, uh, pray for whoever God is leading us. Uh, leading us to be our pastor, pray for them now. It's important. Pray for us now. And then also, step in and do your part, just like what we talked about. You've got to be part of the picture. Um, the elders have been meeting weekly. We've been discussing the not only the biblical qualifications that are found in 1 Timothy and Titus, uh, but also the other characteristics that we would like to uh, see in a pastor. Um, there's been a very uh, great unity of spirit uh, in our meetings. I can tell you that there's uh, uh, God seems to be uh, channeling us to uh, uh, one certain uh, one certain spirit of agreement, and it's very uh, important. That's just because of your prayers and your uh, your work here. Uh, I also want to say thank you to all the staff. Uh, Jason and all the musicians up here and like Barbara and Brian and everybody back there in the booth and everybody that you don't see all around, all of the staff members uh, that work here, it's very important that, uh, uh, tell them how much you appreciate them. Not that they're looking for that, but they work very hard. There's no pastor, so each one of them is stepping up and doing extra stuff so that, Uh, We continue to meet and we continue to uh, run. For example, uh, Jesse is doing community groups and Cornerstone, so if you have any questions, you can always talk to him. Jason obviously does the uh, worship and the crossovers. And if there's any counseling issues, make sure that you talk to Micah uh, in the back. Um, Some other things that uh, I wanna communicate to you as an elder is, number one, when we have guest speakers each week, they're not here as candidates. I know you all are sad that it's not going to be me as your pastor. and uh, Or you're probably all uh, uh, breathing a sigh of relief right there. But when we do have a person to put here that's coming, we will let you know. You, it will not be a secret. It will not be a surprise. So we're going to have a lot of people that will be coming through here in, in the next few weeks. You're going to see some of us elders, and then you're going to see some professional guys that... Uh, are really good like we had last week with Ryan Thompson, and uh, I'm appreciating him more and more uh, as we go on. But don't worry about, uh, you're going to miss uh, who's who's coming or that. Uh, we are happy, and I say the elders, that would be way, I see Wacy and me, I don't know if anyone else is here. Uh, but it, anyway, they're they're all you'll see us around there's there's uh, around you're welcome to ask us any questions that you wish about the process we're happy to talk to you as much as we can um we will not talk about the names of the candidates that we have uh because that protects their ministry if they're involved in a ministry right now we don't want to say hey we're thinking about this guy coming or whatever so uh Also, if you know of someone who you think might be a good pastor for Carpenter's Way, ask them. They can uh, click on carpentersway.com. There's a little menu on the right-hand side, and they can submit a resume uh, to that. And uh, uh, lastly, there is no uh, timetable for this process. We are all anxious to get a new pastor. Like I said, I wish we had one last week. But uh, that's not gonna, you know, it's gonna take time. I think it's more important, and if I could give you uh, uh, the benefit of my long experience in church, which is many years, uh, this is one thing that we don't want to rush. We want the person that God is go- wants to be here. It's going to be the perfect fit for Carpenter's Way. We also believe that God's timing and leadership is perfect. When he has the right person, it's the right time, then things will come together, Uh, We also believe that even now he is already preparing the heart of that person to be here So we're going to continue to walk through this process together And we're going to we're going to you know, just be the church as we know who we are And uh, we're just going to be patient until God leads us to that person I want to thank you all for being here Uh, Someone told me one time it's like if you can't speak well don't speak long So, I'm going to let you out a little bit early today. I'm going to pray, and we're going to be dismissed. But I do want you to think about, remember about your part in the picture. Remember, you're part of that mosaic. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for your love and your mercy. Father, we do pray for those who are sick today. Uh, We pray for those with COVID and other illnesses. We pray for... Father, for those who are hurting because of the loss of loved ones. Father, we pray for the person who you're going to bring to us. Father, we know that uh, you want only the best for your, uh, your body. And Father, we're, uh, we are willing to wait and be patient. And uh, we just pray that you would continue to open our hearts and our eyes to the opportunities around us that you give us to serve. Lord, we know that you don't need us, but that you call us to serve. And it's our way to bring glory to you. We're thankful for that. And we just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all. Y'all have a good week.